Hello and welcome back to The Great Date Guy. My name is Rob Wong, and by now you're probably cooped up in your home and you're in quarantine. (laughs) Uh, With the spread of the COVID virus, there is uh, very little, by the way, of social activity happening unless it's virtually. Uh, And that might have you in a situation where you feel cooped up, restless, or constantly bumping into the patterns that you and your partner normally don't have to deal with. Particularly if you live with your girlfriend or boyfriend, husband or wife, if you are in a situation where you have housemates, you may notice that they have become suddenly more irritating. (laughs) And that is not an accident. Now, there are a lot of ways to describe what's actively going on in this situation, but I think the best way to characterize it is a combination of a few things. First and foremost, your brain is a novelty-seeking engine, right? It looks for new things. For the most part, once you get stuck in a routine, uh, that can begin to get boring or at the very least taken for granted. So when you're suddenly removed from a situation where you can find novelty, your brain begins to get restless and want to find a way out. Now, unfortunately, you are stuck in this situation for the foreseeable future thanks to the quarantine, so what's a brain to do? <laughs> now, the other piece, now, the other piece that you're probably bumping into as well is that you're spending a prolonged period of time around people that you wouldn't normally spend this much time with. And now, some of what they're up to is rubbing you the wrong way. Now, this is the result of incomplete communication. That is to say, they probably said something that rubbed you the wrong way once, and then you let it slide, you didn't want to bring it up because it was too awkward, and as a result now, it's kind of floating around in the space between the two of you. Over time, more and more incompletions get added, and that leaves your body in a situation where it's feeling that stressed-out fight-or-flight response So, over time, you become more and more irritable, eventually leading to greater and greater amounts of conflict. Usually, not too fun. Now, the third and final piece of what's probably happening, right? Granted, I don't know exactly what's going on in your life, but what's probably happening is something similar to a dopamine detox. That is to say, you've been removed from your usual sources of pleasure and enjoyment. Right, And what you're left with is entertainment that will begin to get steadily and more and more uh, not rewarding. YouTube is fine and well if you want to binge it for a single day, but if you've been doing it for three or four days in a row, kind of loses its appeal. Again, there's a part of your brain that's actively searching for novelty, and when it can't find it, it gets a little bit frustrated. So what you have in your hot little hands at this point is a fat stack of activation, right? Your system is a little bit stressed out, and you may be carrying that around with you. If you notice yourself having difficulty falling asleep, if you notice yourself having difficulty piecing together thoughts because there's just something that's going on, right? There's something that's throwing you off your game. Odds are, this is it. So how do you address this? How do you survive this quarantine? How do you survive this cabin fever, this stir craziness without going insane or pulling out your own hair? Well, first things first, 
take responsibility for any incompletions that you might have with the people around you. If there's something that you haven't told them yet, if there's something that rubbed you the wrong way, now is your opportunity to get that out of your space. Now, you might be wondering, Rob, why are you having me go and take responsibility for stuff that I don't need to take responsibility for? In which case, you know, you would be right. You don't need to take responsibility for anything. However, <laughs> in this situation, the pain and suffering continue until you can find a way to establish your own power again. And that means that if you had the experience of something negative happening to you, you have to be responsible for creating the experience that way. Now, an easy example here is that I freaking hate puns. Hate them with a burning passion. Can't stand being around them. However, I'm also responsible for keeping that train going. I know that I personally can do some work to make it so that I'm not bothered by puns. In fact, the reason why I really don't enjoy puns is because I get to feel all smug and superior to people when they do tell a pun. I get to roll my eyes and palm my face and then groan because it's another pun. Right? In short, it's my way of being better than everyone else. <laughs> so, if I can let go of that, then all of a sudden I don't have to suffer. And the proof is out there, right? There are people out there who really enjoy puns. It's kind of their thing. It would be crazy of me to not let go of this because am I likely to run into a pun again? Yes. And if I run into another pun, am I going to be super triggered? Probably also yes. So it makes 100% sense for me to be responsible for my experience of the situation. Not to beat myself up, mind you. There's, there's, a, <laughs> there's a big difference between being responsible and finding an excuse to be guilty about something, right? So I'm not looking for the ways that I effed this up. I'm not allowed to cuss. <laughs> I am looking for ways for me to get back in control. So if someone said something that rubbed me the wrong way, it's up to me to look for whatever trauma, whatever wound that bumped into in order to cause me to have a negative experience. So if my mom turned to me and told me, you gained weight, and I find myself getting really bothered by that, I have to look. Objectively, she just told me that I gained weight. It's not a good or bad thing. But if I have something about my appearance, right? If I have something about how much I weigh, it's going to trigger me. And it's up to me to deal with that because there are going to be a lot of people that comment about how I look. And I can't spend my time getting mad at all of them. <laughs> so the next piece here then is to deal with the dopamine piece, right? So your brain is looking for novelty, it's run out of easy sources of dopamine, and now it's really frustrated. What do you do? At this point, it's up to you to do the things that you think might be no fun, right? Because as human beings, one of the things that we find the most rewarding is a sense of progression. In fact, progression is really what keeps us out of the really scary territory of depression and suicide. 
if I am in a place where I'm depressed, odds are I feel like I don't have any choices, right? I'm in a place where I don't have the ability to meaningfully progress. And that robs us of all the forward momentum that we have. It robs us of purpose, right? So what you want to be able to do is find something that isn't necessarily fun that you can continue to chip away at. So if you've been meaning to get started on your diet, if you've been meaning to get started on that workout routine, if you've been holding back on your side hustle because you've been too busy up until now, if there is a book that you've been meaning to finish, this is the time to pick it up. When else are you going to be forced into a situation like this where you can begin to better yourself? And... I guarantee you, within 10 minutes of starting, you'll begin to feel more and more yourself, more and more settled. Now, part of that is addressing any additional incompletions. It's like having the conversations with people that bothered you since you were holed up together. By the same token, we all have things in the background that we simply haven't cleaned up, things that we've started but never finished. And by beginning to work on those things, not only can we experience progression, we can also begin to feel like, hey, this is going to be going away soon. And it doesn't have to be floating around in the back of my head while I wait for it to be done someday. It's getting done today. Now, the final piece is addressing the novelty-seeking portion of your brain. Now, what a lot of people don't understand about this part of your brain is that it is equally stimulated by new situations and by risk, right? In fact, if you look at it, for the most part, new situations tend to overlap a little bit with risk, right? You are taking a minor risk by going to a new location and poking around. By the same token, if you can begin to take risks in your daily life, the need for novelty begins to subside. And the easiest way to take a risk with anyone at any moment is to go and share something that you would never share with them normally. That is to say that it comes back again to vulnerability. And it's one of the reasons why I think Catholic confession is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You have the ability to share your secrets with someone who is completely safe. You will never betray you, right? You have the ability to put the past in the past where it belongs so you don't have to carry around all this guilt. You don't have to put additional bandwidth towards that one thing that happened before that you now deeply regret or just kind of regret or you feel guilty about. So what I recommend you do is play a little game. (laughs) Find someone that you really trust and play priest. Uh, This actually sounds way worse now that I've spoken that out loud. But you get what I mean, right? Go, be each other's secret keepers. Share something with them that you've never shared with anyone before. And watch as your brain lights up, right? This is by far one of the most exciting pieces of experience that you can feed yourself. Your mind is constantly craving this kind of thing. And as an added bonus, the more you get used to this kind of expression with other people, the more attractive you become. Yeah, you like that? I tied it back to dating last minute, very clutch. (laughs) So 
that's all the time that we have for today. I hope you got something out of this podcast. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode next Thursday, 8 a.m.